Now, like I said, last Sunday, we couldn't continue along these lines because we had the Christmas service. So I wanted to focus on Christmas, and that's why I spoke to you last Sunday on, I believe it was five things you need to know about Christmas. I mean, if you remember that message, five things you need to know about Christmas. But the week before, in actual fact, a couple of weeks before Christmas, I began to speak to you on the Word of God. I want to say the Word of God. I really felt in my heart the need to bring you a message, particularly subjects, because we're going to be doing this for a while, subjects concerning God's Word. Now, that does not mean we've not been preaching God's Word. Okay, we've been preaching the Word of God, but really I just want to talk to you about the Bible, the Word. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The, and I, I want God to stir in your heart a very strong desire for his word. And I believe that God wants to do that. God wants to do that. To stir in each of us a strong desire for his word. So two Sundays ago, I, I began to speak to you on God's word described in symbols. That in the Bible we see symbols that describes the nature, the potency, and the efficacy of the word of God. Now, let me go ahead and say to you that when we open the Bible and read it, it is God speaking to us. When we read, it is God speaking and God wants to speak. Now, there are so many people that find it difficult to hear the voice of God. The nudgings and the promptings of the Spirit. The still small voice of the Spirit. They find it difficult in their day in, day out activities to know when God is saying a thing. When God is saying do this or when God is saying no, don't do that. And the reason they find it difficult to understand the promptings, the nudgings and the and the, the still small voice of the Spirit of God is because they are not conversant with the Word of God. I want to say to each of us today that whenever God speaks, God will speak within His Word. God never speaks outside the Word. That is why we understand that whenever we open the Bible to read... It is God speaking to us. People are looking for the spectacular, but they ignore the supernatural. The word of God is supernatural. Amen. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. But you see, he says to search. You cannot know him without knowing his word. So if you want to hear God's voice in 2022, you've got to make sure that the Bible is your number one literature. People read all kinds of books, but the Bible. The Bible has to be your number one. That wasn't number one. It has to be your number one literature. You must feed on this word 
like your life depends on it. And truly, it does. See, this is your map. This is your navigation system. This is your foundation. This is, listen, everything you need is wrapped up in the word of God. That is what the Bible says, and thou shalt know the truth. And the truth will do what? Make you free. But you've got to know the truth if the truth will work. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is alive. The word of God is quick. The word of God is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The prophet was given the book and he was told to eat it. And he had to eat the book. And he said when I ate it, it was sweet in my mouth like honey. But when it got into my stomach, it became bitter. Because when it gets into your stomach... It begins to do a work and to expel the things that should not be there in the first place. So it seems that there is a battle, there is a war, there is a struggle that's taking place. And so it says it became bitter, but it's getting rid of all the stuff that should not be there. Come on now, say amen. So when we read the word, it is who's speaking to us? God speaking to us. So the next time you open the Bible, be ready to hear God's voice. And listen, the more you give to this, the more you get out of it. Thy word, have I hid in my heart? Where did he hide it? In his heart, that I might not. Sin against thee. So the word, when it comes into your heart, it will empower you. Watch this now. You know, I was talking about this earlier and when I gave the altar call. People try to live the Christian life in their own ability. People make New Year's resolutions. In the year 2020, I would not drink beer. In the year 2020, I would not smoke cigarettes. In the year 2020... I will not lust after girls. In the year 2020, I will not watch those pornographic movies anymore. In the year 2020, now you're looking at me with a cold face. In the year 2020, in the year 2020, I will not, I will not, I will not. But you discover that three months down the road in the year 2020, whatever, 2020, 21, 22, you find yourself going back into those things you said you would not do because you're trying to live the life by your own ability. No, it says, thy word have I hid in my heart. And it is the word that makes me live right. So the word of God empowers the believer. 
So people are looking for ability and empowerment, but they are looking for ability and empowerment outside the word of God. And that is the reason why they are weak and they are not empowered to do what God wants them to do and to live the life that God has called us to live. The word of God empowers the believer. Because God's word is like thunder. God's word, the Bible says, the word of the Lord is like the rushing of many waters. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So I want to start by saying that before I show you maybe a couple of symbols today that indicate or show us the efficacy and the authenticity and the ability of the word of God. Can someone shout amen? amen. Now God in his wisdom put these symbols in the Bible to show us what the word of God does. Remember when the Bible says when Jesus Christ came out of the waters of Jordan. That the Holy Spirit descended upon him like what? Like what? Like a dove. Now that does not mean the Holy Spirit is a bird. Notice he said the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost came upon him like. Like. I want to say like. Well that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is a dove. It just shows us the attributes of the Holy Spirit. It just shows us the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. It shows us the gentleness of the Spirit. Because a dove is a gentle bird. In actual fact, the Bible says, be wise as a serpent. Be harmless like a dove. So we understand when it says that the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. That shows us one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. He's a gentle spirit. Can someone say amen? That is why the Holy Spirit never forces anybody to do anything. People can sit in a service and they hear the gospel and the Holy Spirit will be tugging their hearts. And the Holy Spirit will say, lift your hand and respond to the pastor's call for salvation. And they can still sit there and ignore the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit never grabs them by the collar of their shirt and pull them out. Does he do that? I'll tell you who does that. The devil. Because the devil is a gate crusher. The devil is a bully, but the Holy Spirit is not. The devil is an abuser. The devil and his demons are like the tax masters of Egypt that whipped the people of Israel because they were slaves, but not the Holy Ghost. Come on now, say amen. The Bible says when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. Notice he will not force you. He'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak on his own accord. Though he is the third person of the triune God, Jesus says he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will say. And he will show you things to come. He says he will take from me and he shall reveal unto thee. I say unto you, he will take from me and reveal unto you because all my father possesses belongs to me, Jesus said. So the Holy Spirit will take from me and show you. Can you see that? So he leads. He doesn't push. Because he's gentle. In actual fact, he's a perfect gentleman. Do, we have some, do I have some gentlemen here this morning? Good. <laughs> so... 
I'm trying to show you that these symbols that we see in the word of God reveal to us the nature of the word. I want to say the nature. Reveals to us the efficacy. I want to say efficacy of the word. Reveals to us the potency of the word. See, God's word is potent, powerful, works. Hebrews 4.12. The word is quick, powerful, alive, sharper. Correct? Amen. Praise God. The first symbol that I showed you a couple of weeks ago is the word of God is described as milk. 1 Corinthians 3.2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. So when Paul said to the church at Corinth, I fed you with milk, we understand he was talking about feeding you with the word. Is that correct? I fed you with milk, not with solid food. But we also see the second description of the word solid food. Notice, I fed you with milk, not with solid food. So both are descriptions of the word. So if you think of milk, you've got to ask yourself, what does it do? Why would Paul say, I fed you with milk, not with solid food? Well, think about it. These people were new believers and Paul understood the importance of feeding them milk. How many of you have fed your one day old baby with steak? Do you do that? Now, that would be stupidity. No parent wants to do stupid things, right? You don't feed your one-day-old baby with steak. You feed your one-day-old baby with milk. Doctors recommend mother's milk. Correct? It's rich. Amen? It has antibodies that protects the baby. Even medical science will tell you that because of the milk... And the uh, antibodies in the milk, it will protect the baby from some illnesses. Can someone shout amen? In actual fact, some doctors will recommend that mothers feed their babies until they are two years old. Yeah, two. That's a fact. Two years old. Until they are two. So the baby is running around. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so milk is easy to digest. Is that correct? It is rich in calcium. The word of God is rich in calcium. Calcium will strengthen your bones. Calcium will give you good eyesight. Come on now say amen. So Paul said because you are newborn babes. I fed you milk. And the Bible says as newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word. That you might grow thereby. So babies are fed milk. Because milk will cause them to grow healthy. Can someone say amen? amen? Now if you give birth to a child and you ignore the child, after a while the child will die. Is that correct? Because the child needs catering. And so if you don't cater for the child, the child will die. So it is the mother's responsibility, right? If you think about the newborn baby, the mother will really nurse the baby and raise the baby. And Paul talked about how he was a nurse like a mother. And that's where in ministry, we must understand those that need milk and those that need solid food. Can someone shout amen? But unfortunately, sometimes some people are like what Paul describes here. They've been born again for years and yet they are still sucking on milk. I'm sorry, that's a fact. And I want to say this to you. I was thinking about this on my bed 
and I want to say to you, the fact that you've been born again for a number of years does not mean you are mature. Christian maturity is not based on longevity. It is based on commitment. Hmm. Commitment to the word will guarantee maturity. Longevity does not. Oh, Pastor Godwell, I was one of those that started the river. Does not mean nothing. When you go out of this place and you walk around the city, you will meet with guys who will tell you we were there in the first service. They are still in town. They were here in the first service. When Pastor Corey and Pastor Rose just came from the U.S. And the meetings were done in hotels back in Taxim Square. And they were there in those services. But it's not about who was there in the first service. It's about who stayed with God. Come on now, shout hallelujah. And I also want to say to you that it's not about you sitting here this, this morning. Because, you know, we've come to 2022. And the fact that we all sit here today and listening to the word of God does not mean that at the end of 2022, we shall all be at the same spiritual level. Because you understand if you've gone through high school, primary school, university, that you can sit with your classmates in class. But after university, life will determine who is... Uh -huh, based on what you do with the information that you've got. Because some people, like I said on New Year's Eve, some people do not do extra. I want to say extra. Some people don't do extra. That's why they are average. People who do extra are excellent. People who don't do extra are average. And if you do what others cannot do, you will, do, you will have what others cannot have. Period. So you know what I'm talking about. So the fact that you and I were in the same classroom does not mean you and I are going to be in the same class in life. Because it is what you put into it that you get out of it. It is still the principle of seed time and what? Harvest. Praise the Lord. So milk, I want say milk. The second thing is solid food. Hebrews 5.14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the word of God is also known as solid food. And the Bible says because of the usage of the word of God, you have discernment. I was a discernment. Because of the usage of the word, you've got discernment. See, when you are full of the word of God, you will never be deceived by the devil. And I mean, if you know that when the devil appears to you, he does not appear as a dragon breathing fire. He does not appear with two horns on his head. He does not appear with a pitchfork in his hands. The Bible tells us that he appears as an angel of light. That is to show you how subtle the devil is. Because if he shows up like he is described, we will start pleading the blood of Jesus. Correct? No, he won't show up that way. So he shows up in his deceptive nature. That is what he did with Eve. Has God said, as God said, you shall not eat of any of the trees in the garden, 
Notice, God did not say they shouldn't eat of any of the trees in the garden. So the devil did not know the exact tree God told them not to eat from. Because if he knew, he would have just gone straight to the tree. But he was deceptively approaching the woman so that the woman would tell him the exact tree. Because he, listen, some of you think the devil knows all things. No, the devil does not know all things because he is not omniscient. The devil is limited. That will help some of you. The devil is limited because some of you think that everything that happens in your life is from the devil. The devil is not responsible for everything that happens. In actual fact, in the life of a born-again Christian, the flesh is responsible. That's a good place to say, God help me. Uh -huh. The flesh is responsible for the most part in what happens in the life of a believer, not the devil. The devil is defeated. Behold, I give you authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over all the works of the devil and none of them shall by any means hurt you. Come on now, shout hallelujah. So we are in absolute authority, dominion over the devil. He is under my feet. Look under your shoes. That's where the devil is. That's where the devil is. He is defeated. He is under your feet. That's where he is and you must keep him there. So most of the battles that a Christian goes through are not from the devil. They are from the flesh. The flesh is the unrenewed nature. That's what Brother Stan was talking about. Killing it. The Bible does not say dress it up, wear it makeup, and put a nice wig on it. No, the Bible says to kill the flesh. Kill what? The flesh. If you don't kill the flesh, the flesh will make mockery of your life. I'm talking to you right now. You kill the flesh and the flesh will have no place in your life. That will be the biggest battle any born again Christian will have to deal with. The devil has been whipped. The Bible says that Jesus made a public show of the devil. Jesus literally, listen, Jesus dragged him through the streets of the world to say this is the defeated foe. And what he wants us as Christians to do is to enforce the victory that he has given to us. Come on now, your amen is so weak this morning. He wants you to enforce the victory. Can someone say amen? So the more you are open to the solid food of the word, the more discerning you become. Come on now, say amen. So when I have the word, I'm rich with God's word. I've sown the seed of the word in me. When the enemy tries to deceive me, the word in me will pick it up. Can you see that? The word is your defense. It's your defense mechanism. When that word is on the inside of you. I've listened to people. And I can tell the moment they start speaking. That they're not speaking by truth. Because the Bible calls the Holy. Listen. It says when he the spirit of what? Truth. So what does the spirit of truth do? He confirms truth in you and exposes lies. Romans chapter 8 says, the spirit himself. What does he do? He bears witness 
with our spirits. So when people speak, I tell you, honestly speaking, I've listened to people and the moment they start speaking, I can tell whether they are speaking the truth, whether what they're saying is right or wrong. How do you know the word of God will help you to discern good and evil? That amen needs prayer. So solid food, solid food is for those that have matured. Solid food is for those that have used the word and they've exercised the word and they have applied the word. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse number 8, uh, God said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Watch this now. It says that you might observe to do. I want to say observe to do. Observe to do according to what is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So it is God's will that you don't just listen, but you do. The Bible says those that are justified are not the hearers, but the doers of the word. The number three thing that the word of God is described as is mirror. I want to say mirror. And I'm going to finish with this mirror because I'm going to take this slowly. Everyone will get it. If I have to repeat some things, I'll repeat some things. But I'm going to take it slowly that you might get it. I want to say mirror. Say the word of God. It's a mirror. Second Corinthians 3 verse number 18. I want to read this from the Amplified Classic. It says, and all of us as with unveiled face because we continued to behold in the word of God. As in a mirror. So you can see there's a comparison. It tells you that as you behold like in the word. Sorry, as you behold in the word. You are like somebody that's looking into a mirror. Can you see that? As you behold in the word. You are like a man or a woman that's looking into a mirror. It was a mirror. So it says as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured. Mount uh, of transfiguration if you think about the mount of transfiguration see listen 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 to this you are transfigured everyone's transfigured as you behold in the mirror the word of God now there, there are two things I want to point out in closing what do you use mirror for right you all must have looked into the mirror this morning correct okay so you look in the mirror to make sure that your lipsticks uh-huh good you look in the mirror to make sure that things are not sticking out of your nose. Correct? Some men, my goodness. Things are sticking out of everywhere. I don't understand that. Anyways, let's just move right on. No, no, listen. Be decent. I mean, just carry yourself with decency, my God. Okay, so you look in the mirror to, to fix what is out of place? Is that correct? That's why you look in the mirror. You look in the mirror to groom your hair properly. That's why you look in the mirror. Now that is one aspect of looking in the mirror. The Bible is described as a mirror. So when we look in the Bible, we are able to see what is out of place. Correct? And why do you look in the mirror to see what is out of place so that you will put it in what? In place. You don't see what is out of place and ignore it. That's what the Bible describes. Some people are those who look in the mirror, but they forget the way they look. 
So when you look in the mirror, you look at what the mirror says, and you look at yourself, and if you don't see conformity, that was in conformity. See, if your life is not in conformity to the mirror, you remove what needs to be removed. Now, that's one aspect. That is probably, I consider that the lowest part of the usage of the mirror of the word. I want to say the lowest part. Because a lot of people just see that. That's all they see. All they see are mistakes. This is not in bliss. I don't like my eyebrows. Um, my eyelashes are too short. I want to fix some long ones like, you know. Um, 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 so, so my, 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 my cheeks are like this, my lips are like this, my, my teeth, oh my God. So people want to fix up a lot of things. And then they fix up a lot of things and they don't look original anymore. See, that's why you have a lot of fake. Plastic. Plastic. Lips are fake. Nose is fake. Cheeks are fake. Eyes are fake. What's up, with, what's up with some of you? What's up? No, not you. Some of the people that are not here today. What's up with some of these people who, some of these girls, when, I just don't understand. No, no, I'm not talking about those that are here. What's wrong with some of the girls that when they, they, are, they want to take a picture, they do this. What's up with that? What's up with showing your behind? What's up with that? And you put it on Instagram. Come on, what's up with that? What's up with that? People want to look like somebody. What's up with that? Why can't you just stand like this and smile? What's up with this? Uh, what's, what's up? What's that? Huh? Yeah, of course. I know. That's why I'm dealing with your business this morning. Oh my goodness. Huh? It's a, a lot of people live fake lives. Fake. Sometimes the things you see on Instagram and it's fake. Oh yeah. <laughs> fake. Anyway, so let's, let's just leave that subject alone because I can go on and on. Because no, a lot of things are fake today. A lot of people fake, fake. That's why some young men are deceived. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because what they see, it's not original. Even some girls are deceived too. Because the guy is flashing all kinds of things, but he, he's got no substance. He's got no substance. The substance of a man... The substance of a man is the character of the man. Not wearing a nice suit. Not wearing designers. Not wearing Nike. Not, 
not, not wearing a DNG, Dolce Gabbana. That's not the substance and the quality of the man. The quality of the man is the character of the man. The man says, yes, it is yes. The man says, no, it is no. That is why many men are not staying with their wives anymore. They are looking for other mistresses because they don't have the character of God on the inside. They make promises, they break promises. They tell their wives, it's forever. But two days later, it's not forever anymore. And five years later, it's not forever anymore. They are now looking at other people, looking at other girls. They say their wives are... No, listen, this is a fact. It's all fake. But again, all this fake stuff are gendered by all the stuff that people see on, on social media. And you haven't seen some of those people face to face on social media. Because some people, some of you, you go stand in front of a Mercedes and you take a picture. You put it on Facebook and it's not your car. Your family think you own the car, but it's not your own car. And you wonder why they're asking you for dollars. Yeah, they're asking for dollars because you're living fake. When you stand in front of that car, that's not your own. And you take a picture. I mean, why do you even want to put your car on Facebook? What's even going on? Why do you even want to put your car on Facebook? Well, this is the blessing of the Lord. I, why do you even want to show off? Put scriptures. <laughs> put the word of the living God on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Twitter. Amen. Because that is true riches. Now, okay, let's go on. Now, there is another side of the mirror. There's another side of the mirror where the mirror does not... How do I say? Okay, one side of the mirror is when you're looking at all the mistakes. And that's unfortunately what drives a lot of churches. Because you put guilt trip on people. And if you put guilt trip on them, they want to come back again. You understand? But when you keep putting guilt trip on people, they will not grow. It's important that we understand that the mirror of the word reveals to us the way God sees us. Mm. This is the bigger version. This is a higher version of what the mirror does. The word of God reveals to you who you are in Christ. Now, who you are in Christ may not be your present testimony, your present lifestyle. But God does not change his opinion of you because of your mistakes. That's a good place to say amen. amen. You see, oh my God. God does not change his opinion of you because of your mistakes. So what the word of God does is when you read it, you see what God says about you. God says you are the head, not the tail. You say, oh, but I'm not experiencing it. It doesn't negate the fact that you are the head, not the tail. Your feelings does not change it. What people say to you, your orientation, your nationality, your skin color does not change God's message. God says you are a victor, not a victim. But you say, but Pastor God, well, you don't know how I lived in 2021. No, no, no. I want you to know how God sees you. Because see, a lot of people never grow because they never see themselves the way God sees them. Amen. 
You see what Jacob did? When he was about to take over everything, really almost everything that Laban had. He put a trough. And when the animals would come drink, when they would drink, what they saw was what they birthed. What the animals saw while they were drinking from the trough was what they birthed. That is the reason why <laughs> when you see, you become. So <laughs> when you see, you become. The word of God, it's a mirror that shows you what God says about you. Now, when you see what God says about you, you now live that life. So, th this is not all mistakes. Oh, you see me, you see the things. That because if some of us have to tell our stories, we can be honest and tell you that we were not here 10 years ago. Show me one person that has never struggled. Show me one person that has lived perfectly. You won't find one. The only one who lived perfectly was Jesus Christ. But the rest of us are still seeing the word, the mirror, and seeing what the mirror says about us. And, and some of us, because we focused on this a lot, we have allowed this mirror to reveal to us who we truly are. Can someone shout amen? So my friends. The next time you make a mistake. Stop going on a three day fast. To beat yourself up. You see. Religion has messed up people's psychology. Is this true? They go on a three day fast. On a seven day fast. Trying to gain God's goodness and God's favor. But God's favor was not given to you when you were a Christian. God's grace was given to you before you became a Christian. <laughs> I see you didn't get that. The Bible says, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. The just for the unjust. So it is not how good you are. That made him die. In actual fact, he died because you were terrible. <laughs> That's the truth. He died because of how terrible we were. Now, the moment you begin to see this revelation, guess what? It changes the way you live. It changes the way you live. Because the mirror empowers you. That's why if you notice, it says that we go from glory unto glory. From glory unto glory. If it is just about fixing the way your hair is. It's not glory to glory. Because it's not about that primarily. It is primarily about what the word of God says. I saw this picture. I think it was on Facebook or Instagram. And there is this cat sitting in front of a mirror. But what the cat sees in the mirror is a lion. Who have seen that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the cat sees a lion. Because that is really what the mirror says. But the cat thinks it's a cat. But the mirror says you are a lion. Mm. 
You see, you, that's, how, that's what the mirror reveals. The mirror reveals that as he is, so are you. The mirror reveals that you are the head, not the tail. You are above, not beneath. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. You are in absolute authority and dominion. The kingdom of darkness is under your feet. Jesus says you are exactly the way he is now in heaven. And that means you are a victor. Not a victim. You are not a loser. Come on now shout hallelujah. That is what the mirror shows us. Praise God. Lift those hands and just being to give him the glory because that's really who you are. Victor, victor, victor. This year you're going to do big things. Big things will be done in your life and through your life in 2022. This is not a year of diminishing. This is a year of increasing. This is a year. Look, listen, listen, guys. This is the way I speak to the devil. Sometimes I just say, look, from a place of absolute authority. Because I see myself, according to Ephesians chapter 2, he has raised me up together. He has made me sit together in the heavenly places. And that's where I am, in a place of dominion, authority, power, a place of glory. That's my position in Christ. No, 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 I'm not beneath. I'm on top. I'm not tending downwards, I'm tending upward. The Bible says the, the life of the righteous is like the shining light that shineth brighter and bright, brighter unto the perfect day. So if my light is going to shine brighter and brighter, that means my light is not going dimmer and dimmer. I am shining brighter and brighter. That means in 2022, I'm going to do big things. In 2022, I'm going to do great things. In 2022, my light is going to shine brighter and brighter. My light will not go dimmer and dimmer. I'm going to progress. I'm not going to retrogress. I'm going to take new grounds. My grounds are not going to be taken from, from me by the devil. The stuff that God has blessed me with will not be tampered with by Satan and his cohorts. I am a victor. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That's how to speak. That's how to see. Because that is what the mirror of the world reveals unto us. Everyone stand up on your feet and just begin to lift your voice and begin to declare who you are and declare what has been given to you. Speak forth these things. Speak forth these things. Speak forth these things. Speak forth these things. I'm telling you, this is a spiritual thing. You speak it forth because that is what God says you are. That is what the mirror reveals about you. I am a victor. I am not a victim. I'm the head, not a tail. Above, not beneath. The light of the world. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in the fields. The work of my hands are blessed. Everything I touch in 2022, they turn to gold. I am a success. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed going out. I am a blessing to the nations. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we honor you this day. We give you glory and praise and glory and honor. Thank you for everything that you have revealed to us. Lord, we believe in your word. And Lord, I thank you that even today, your word is rising on the inside of each of us. Lord, I pray that you birth. In each person a brand new desire for your word. The Lord your word will begin to burn brighter. The Lord your word that's milk. And your word is solid food. And your word is the mirror. That we look into. And Lord as we do we go from glory. On the glory. Thank you Lord. 
Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Have you been blessed today? Thank you, Jesus.